bankruptcy, receivership, and division one proposals. What you need to know if your business is in trouble. Thanks for hanging out today and watching this video or listening to this podcast. I'm talking about a topic that many entrepreneurs wish they knew more about. And given my personal experience and what I do every day, uh, it felt appropriate that I would take some time from my normal podcast and video vlogging uh, to try and bring you some information, some quick information that you can use if you think that your business is maybe in trouble uh, and you need a little bit of direction to try and figure out what your options are. And so, um, this is not meant to be in-depth, but it is meant to be a quick summary of the highlights of what you need to know about bankruptcy, receivership, and Division One proposals if your business is in financial difficulty and you're trying to figure out what do you do. So um, I think the thing I'm going to start with is probably just quickly spending a little bit of time discussing how does a business actually get to a place where the words bankruptcy, receivership, trustee, Division one proposal, notice of intent, all these fancy legal words start get uh, start to be thrown around. And typically a business gets here because creditors, uh, secured, unsecured, um, the debt that a business has or the obligations uh, that a business has to banks, creditors, the government, etc. become overwhelming. And all of a sudden, an entrepreneur finds himself in a position where, where they're just not quite sure what to do. And so um, when your debt becomes overwhelming, when your cash flow isn't really working, it kind of leads to a couple questions or you, you start to try and connect the dots and say, well, what really happened here? How did we end up in this position? And most times there's kind of a few key things that happen. And so sales get interrupted or they fall off or they slow down, which means that all the future cash that your business needs is no longer available. Or costs are increasing silently until they cannot be paid or your costs maybe stay the same but because your sales have dropped you no longer your business no longer has enough cash to actually pay the expenses of the business and so between sales falling and dropping or costs increasing generally speaking whatever's happening in those two buckets leads your business to a place where now you're going okay do we go bankrupt do we have other options I've heard of something called a Division One proposal, but I don't really know what it is. What do I do with that? And so part of, kind of part of my personal religion is that um, obviously your business is going to, you're going to be thinking about these sorts of things when your business is in trouble. And oftentimes an entrepreneur is going to say, well, cash is the problem. We just simply don't have enough cash. And I'm always a huge believer that cash is actually never the problem. Cash is Cash is just a resource. Money is just a resource that your business uses to try and get a better result. And so when you say cash is the problem, you are fooling yourself. You're not being intellectually honest. And the truth is you're just not being rational. Cash isn't the problem. The problem is you don't have enough sales. Your costs are too high. Your margins are unknown and uncertain. And between all of those things, cash is just simply reflecting back to you what's going on in your business or in some cases what's not going on. In your business. So it's always going to be a revenue thing. It's always going to be a cost thing, or it's going to be one of those two that need to be fixed. And so if your business is in trouble, the first thing you have to ask yourself is, can we fix this? Whatever this is. Um, being able to answer this question 
uh, will lead to three options that you're going to want to consider uh, as you decide what to do with your business. And that comes down to uh, the title of, of this particular episode, which is bankruptcy, receivership, or a division one proposal. So bankruptcy is that the fundamental problem in your business simply cannot be fixed. Receivership means that the problems in your business probably can be fixed, um, but a creditor like the bank is going to want to take control for a period of time until such time as they've recovered their money. Division one proposal means that the problems of your business can certainly be fixed, but the business is going to need some time to kind of sort it all out. So here's a couple of examples that I'm personally familiar with. Uh, my background is in real estate, so I know a lot about real estate, have been through many foreclosures and receiverships and bankruptcies having to do with money that I've lent on projects on behalf of others. Um, and typically what happens is a take an inner city builder. They are buying old homes, fixing them up and selling them. And so they need money to buy the land. They need money to pay for the costs and the improvements of the property. And then they hope that the property sells. If they have any kind of staff, so they have an office, maybe they have a couple of admin assistants, maybe they have an accountant or a bookkeeper, maybe they have a project manager. So those costs, they have to pay in real time every single month. And they're doing that in anticipation, of course, of selling a property or two or three, and they can just sort of keep the cash moving through. But when a market slows down, or prices are too high, or they've overbuilt, and they have to sell at a certain price, all of a sudden that cash from the future is not going to show up. And that means that they're spending money today because they're thinking they're going to get it repaid when the house sells. And all of a sudden the house doesn't sell. And all that money they spent means they don't have money for other things like paying back their credit card, their line of credit with the bank, or payroll remittances or tax remittances with the government. Uh, another example on the complete opposite end of the spectrum would be a business that says, um, we were busy. Our business was huge. We were doing big, big revenue, but it, we couldn't ever figure out why our accounts payable kept increasing. Our line of credit kept increasing. Our revenue seemed to be increasing, but at the end of the day, we're never, ever showing any profit. And that's because when a business gets to a certain size, if you've not been able to figure out how your business makes money or what your margins are, then that means over a period of time, you just start seeing there isn't actually any money moving through the business. As soon as the money comes in, it's immediately going out. And there seems to be nothing that is paying down our debts and our obligations. And ultimately, you get a phone call from the government or you get a phone call from the bank that says, hey, time is up. We're going to issue a demand notice or we're going to garnish your bank accounts. And now kind of all hell breaks loose. So those are just two basic examples of how a business can find themselves in this position. Um, but there are, there are lots of examples of businesses that don't make it, find themselves in trouble, and they're not really sure what to do. In your particular situation, you might think it's really unique, but businesses, you know, they fail all for the same reasons. They fail because the entrepreneur might be really good at the product or the service, but they don't have any other people around them to help them understand the other stuff that they're not good at, um, and they just don't know what they don't know. But having said all of that, recognizing there are many reasons why a business is going to find itself in trouble, how do you know if the problems in your business can be fixed? Well, the first question I always like to ask when I'm meeting with a business that's in this position or making a decision to invest in a business that's in this position to try and help them is, do you actually know how your business makes money? Can you point to a time in your history when your business was actually making money? And maybe that was last week, maybe that was in your last fiscal year, but let's take a look at that and figure out how your business is making money. And then once you figure out, even though it's a silly question, once you figure out how your business makes money, then you gotta ask yourself kind of the next set of questions. So 
If we know how our business makes money, then what do we need to do? Do we need to increase sales? Do we need to offer a new product, a new service? Do we need new customers? Do we need to resell to existing customers? Do we need to get into some strategic relationships that would give us some new revenue opportunities? Um, or do we need to decrease costs? Um, payroll is you know, probably a, the, one of the largest costs for any business. And so you need to ask yourself, does every single role on our organizational chart contribute to our bottom line and to our margin and to the result that we're looking for. Um, desperate times call for desperate measures and often it's difficult to go to your staff that you've worked with for a long time, that have worked for you for a long time to try and understand, hey, um, I know we've never really talked about this before, but I really need to understand how does your role contribute to what we're doing here in the business. Uh, and certainly with what I do in my company, what we do when we're looking at opportunities to invest in is we do look at the organizational chart, the salaries and the overhead and the burn rate associated with every position on that org chart and try to understand how do all of these people contribute to the value of the business and then how is the business utilizing the cash that the business produces to ultimately create an enterprise that's going to be around for a long time that can save for the future, invest in new opportunities, give back to the community, et cetera, et cetera. So um, do you need to increase your sales? Do you need to decrease your costs? And depending on the answer to those questions, now you need to ask yourself, okay, so now what do we do? Do we claim personal? Do we claim bankruptcy for the with the business? Then does that mean we're going to claim personal bankruptcy as owners? Do we need to leverage our personal assets to raise more cash? How much do we need, etc.? And as you think through these questions, you're going to end up coming to a decision about bankruptcy, receivership, or division one proposal. So let me give you kind of just a basic definition of, of what these things are. So what's a receivership? Receivership is a legal method that secured creditors can use to recover money owed to them by a business. If a business defaults on a loan obligation, then a secured creditor can appoint a receiver in their security documentation, if it allows for it, or they can apply to court to have a receiver appointed. A receiver only acts on behalf of the creditor it was appointed for, and this is key because a receiver doesn't mean it's acting on behalf of all of the other creditors. I'm involved in a situation right now where that is the case. All of the creditors thought the receiver was acting for them. Turns out the receiver was only acting for one of the creditors. Um, a receiver has the authority to take possession of any assets that were pledged under the security documentation and sell them to repay uh, the outstanding debt. So that's what a receiver is. What is a Division I proposal? A Division I proposal is an agreement between a business and its creditors. It's meant to help a business reorganize itself and its finances so that it can continue to operate and repay creditors in an orderly and timely fashion. When a business files a Division I proposal, creditors cannot begin or continue any legal action against the business. And then just, just to give you a definition, but what, what is bankruptcy? Well, bankruptcy is a legal procedure that provides um, businesses with relief from creditors when a business has become insolvent or incapable of paying its debts and obligations. A trustee is appointed after a business voluntarily makes an assignment of its property to creditors or by one or more creditors making an application to court to have the business declared uh, bankrupt. So now that I've defined all of that, kind of the, the, the theme that you'll see that comes out of that is bankruptcy means you're going to close the business down and a trustee is going to be appointed to manage that process and just try to liquidate whatever can be liquidated to satisfy the creditors in order of priority of their claims. 
Going into receivership means the business still operates and continues to do what it needs to do, but it does so under the authority of a receiver who's acting on behalf of a creditor trying to get some money back. The last option is that Division I proposal where a trustee will step in and make sure that the proposal that the business has made to its creditors is followed. And um, if it isn't, then the trustee is there to, to sort of help the creditors and remedy the problems. But what's important to remember when you're thinking about what to do with your business is that whether you get a trustee or a receiver, whatever position that you find yourself in, every single party that is involved in this process is going to be acting really on behalf of the creditors. Now, a receiver may not say that outright, a trustee may not say that outright, but because I am neither or neither, I can say it quite easily. They are there to do a job. They're there to follow due process to make sure that what needs to happen happens according to law. Having said that, you're going to need someone in your court, someone like me, who can act on your behalf with your best interests in mind as it relates to the business on a whole. If you were to ask your creditors what you should do with your business, they're just going to say, sell everything and pay us back. Well, the truth is, sometimes you're going to need more than that. You're going to need to increase your sales. You're going to need to correct and clean up the business, and you're going to need some time to do that. So a creditor is going to say, well, I don't really care. I just want my money. So this is where it can get a little tricky and you can create a little bit of a little bit of friction because if you don't have someone representing your interests or you yourself aren't really sure what to do, you're just going to do whatever a receiver or a trustee tells you to do and that may not always be the best option for you. So, stepping back a little bit, many businesses fail. I get that the statistics are really high, but I believe that many businesses don't need to. I think there's just a gap that exists of knowledge and experience. Entrepreneurs don't know what they don't know. And so it's hard to ask for help if you don't actually know what exactly you need help with. So what happens is bankruptcy becomes like the default option that businesses will, will exercise. But the truth is bankruptcy isn't the only option for a business um, that's looking to survive, certainly. And so then where do you get help? Who do you talk with? And it's certainly a tricky problem to solve, but there are individuals like me that can help. So First of all, figure out, is your business worth saving? And if so, why do you think that? What is it that needs to happen? Sales go up, costs go down, some mix of the both. Um, and if you, can, if you can answer that, yes, our business can be fixed, then you may want to say to yourself, okay, then how, Dylan says we can avoid bankruptcy, but now what does that mean? So you're going to need to talk to your accountant, to your lawyer, to other people that you trust. Certainly, I'm available to chat with you, email, phone call, meeting, what have you, to try and help you navigate through that particular decision. And in some cases, the business does just need to be shut down. There's no question about it. Not every business ends up surviving these troubled times. But a lot of times, there are other things that can be done. You just need someone who's creative, who can look at all of the pieces of your business and try to help you make the best decision possible. So, I trust that you found this valuable. Hopefully you listen to it many, many times or watch the episode many, many times. And if you don't, that's fine. Pass it along to someone who could benefit from this. Many entrepreneurs live in a silo. They don't have a lot of other people to talk to. And by you shipping this off or sharing the link or distributing it amongst your, 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 your own uh, circle of influence, you might find that this information really helps an entrepreneur whose business is in trouble and they're not really sure what to do. They think they can make it but the pressure and the burden of what they're dealing with is clouding their ability to make sound decisions. And so, anyway, I hope you found this valuable. Thank you for tuning in, and um, I look forward to catching you on the next episode.